Hi everyone, welcome to episode 6 of This Is Womanhood. My name is Gina Torres and today I am chatting to an amazing woman called Aqua and I went to her beautiful home in Bali when I was there recently to record this podcast and Aqua is doing amazing work. She works mainly with women a lot so she runs different online courses and she runs ecstatic dance workshops and retreats so her brand is sacred orgasmic dance or sacred orgasmic living so she's a tantra teacher she's a yoga teacher she's a mother and she is a world traveler so she's literally in the last six years with her son has traveled to I think over a hundred different countries so yeah she talks all about her journey which is definitely a wild one and um, yeah we go into her background and how she lives the life that she does now so I'm sure that you will enjoy and I will see you on the other side so we'll get started welcome to the lovely Aqua in your beautiful home in Bali hi beautiful Gina thank you (laughs) for having us here just for people who are listening we are sat in Aqua's amazing beautiful house surrounded by nature the sun is setting in Bali and it's just like a little haven that you've created here. Mm. So thank you for having me. Thank you. Um, and so what, I get there's just so many questions. <laughs> I feel like there's so many questions. But yeah, so kind of let's just give people an idea of where you are at right now and and, and how you got here. <laughs> Big question. How much time do we have? <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm, I'm getting used to shortening it. Um, well, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. Um, it's an honor to do this podcast with you and to support you and support women everywhere. And definitely that's what I'm doing today. It's, um, you know, in showing up as a divine ally of the, of the, of the feminine in this world today um, and the masculine but it goes hand in hand, but um, being a woman, obviously my first-hand experience is that of a woman. So I'm basically the founder of Sacred Orgasmic Living Academy and Sacred Orgasmic Dance Practice. And I recently upped my game and I'm actually now also an abundant and abundance and dream life coach. And I, you know, I, I do several different things, but everything always leads back to basically helping people to live their, their best selves, their best lives, to live their passion and their purpose and to, to have the courage to live an authentic, beautiful life. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so where did the journey for you begin? So you're from England mm-hmm. originally. So I was born in England. I'm, I'm 36, 37 this year. Wow, time flies. Um, I was born in the UK. And my mother's Spanish Persian and my father's Indian. And I had um, a lot of ties with the Osho Ashram in India for many years because my mom was born there. And um, I grew up in the UK went to school in the UK, but traveled loads because my parents, my father traveled for business a lot to Asia and we had family in Australia, Canada, all over the world. So I basically was already sort of like a gypsy, you know, like from very young and I had all different cultures growing up, like the Indian, the Spanish, the the British. So, you know, life life has always been very full and passionate and fiery and um, different, let's Mm -hmm. say. Um, And basically after I finished um, 
like high school, like 16, 17, I just knew I wanted to travel. Um, I ended up living in Spain for a while. Then I went to university in Paris. And, you know, I, I, and I realized after like living in Paris for like six, seven years where I finished my degree, my master's degree. What were you studying? Um, I did international business and marketing right. um, and ended up do, like in banking. And then at 22, I opened my own uh, beauty spa called White Mango. Mm. So it was kind of like a concept bar with a salad on because I just I always saw that when I used to go to like do any beauty treatments people were wearing like uniforms and it was very military like almost like a medical institution <laughs> I was like I want someone funky to do my nails yeah. and drink champagne at the same time yeah. and I want like women to have a gathering place to come and like talk out and that's actually what was it was all about I realized looking back now I just needed a gathering space for sisters mm. and I mean lots of men came too it wasn't just women but that was deep down my sole intention mm. to bring creativity and love and beauty and joy to something that was a bit boring at the time um and to, yeah self-care and self-pampering it's such an important part of being a woman to look mm. after yourself um and take care and take time for yourself so I did that for a few years and then I sold everything in Paris and I moved back to London with my boyfriend at the time who was a banker and my father was really trying to push me into the corporate world like being Indian and you know banking and getting rich and marrying a banker is everything that you need to do in your life so it was kind of that was what my dad was pushing me to but I've I was always I've, I'd always been a dancer mm. I'd always loved dancing since I was a little girl dance was kind of my my healing practice without realizing anything and um I, I I was so always like, no, but, you know, I didn't really feel like that was my my feel, like banking, corporation, but I did it for a while. So I got to London, world, I got right. into trading for a little while, and I realized after a very short time, I was like, it's just not me. Mm. It's not, my soul's suffocating. I don't want to go and drink every Friday and go take drugs and party all weekend. Like, that's just so not my destiny. And I was lucky that I had a really supportive boyfriend at the time who was always just like, well, what do you want to do? Mm. And one day I was like, there used to be this website called A Small World. Oh, I'm, I Do you remember that. that? Yeah, yeah. And I was on it because of him. Yeah. And, you know, I used to look, regularly look at the jobs that they had on there because, like, the jobs were always really cool and different mm. and, like, made you dream. And I remember, like, the same day that this happened, I was telling my mom on the phone just how depressed I was. I literally fell into depression. So leaving Paris, coming back to England, mm. I was kind of back in the homeland and I wasn't really feeling that Mediterranean feeling anymore. And part of my soul was just feeling really sad. So anyway, I went on to a small world and there was this job and it was like, do you speak multiple languages? Do you want to travel the world? Do you want to interview presidents and prime ministers? Are you a journalist? Do you know how to do business? And I was literally like... I thought there was like a big brother camera somewhere, like someone had played a joke and sent me this job description. Mm. So that same night, my soul set on fire and I stayed up the whole night and wrote my CV and my covering letter and sent it like 6am in the morning, like press send. Mm. And within an hour, I got a response. They were going to phone interview me. Wow. So I was like, wow. And yeah, they phone interviewed me like the same day. Mm. And within a week, they brought me to Barcelona and did like a whole week training with me and I got the job. Wow. And so I ended up like four months later traveling the world doing this job. Amazing. <laughs> so then my real true gypsy soul was like on its mission mm. and um so yeah I traveled for many many years well a couple like, like three years doing that job like was in Brazil Jordan Iraq um did lots of different countries mm. lots of I mean it was all obviously 
corporate world still. Mm. Um, did lots of the Caribbean, like Puerto Rico, Santa Lucia. So you were so, speaking different languages at that point. Yeah, I speak eight languages. Do you? So yeah. How did you learn all those languages? Um, at school. At school, at school, at school, so I, I grew up speaking Spanish, English, and Hindi and Punjabi because right, okay, of my family. Yeah. And then at school, I took on Portuguese and I took on um, Italian as well, mm. French. I right. learned, and then I traveled like in school, like in the summers. I did summer exchange programs oh, okay. in France, Spain, everywhere. So I already had lots of languages. And then traveling, obviously, with this job and then living in France mm, yeah, for yeah. so many years helped me a lot. My Portuguese wasn't very good, but as soon as I got to Brazil, basically my boss was like, in three weeks you're interviewing the president, Lula, <laughs> no of <pressure>. Brazil. <laughs> like, no pressure, but you've got to learn full Spanish. And it was like, uh, full Portuguese, sorry. And I was just like... And I remember the scene, like, I remember walking into that president um, interview. I mean, it's, it, it's, not, it's not easy to walk into a, a president's mm. office where the energy is just so highly strung. Mm. There's bodyguards, there's... 20 journalists it's like it's it's a really intense mm. experience and you don't speak the language that you're going to speak it and you're going to oh sell God. a million dollar like advertisement to this guy <laughs> this, this high president mm. you know and I and I realized that this job taught me something which was authenticity mm. so I walked in and sat down and I said to him in my broken Portuguese Yo no falo portugués. Like I told him, I don't speak full Portuguese. Yo falo portuñol. So mm. I, I speak half Spanish, half Portuguese. So I'm going to speak half Spanish, half Portuguese. <laughs> Pardon me. And straight away, he's like, yay. Like he Aww. loved it. And he was like, I love speaking Spanish. And he made me comfortable. I was like, let's speak Spanish instead. Mm. And it was so beautiful. And that already broke the ice. Right, yeah. Like me stepping up to someone so, instead of trying to impress this guy, I'm just being real and saying, this is the deal. Like, <laughs> let's just get real. And I got the deal. I actually signed the deal. And that pivoted me into, you know, um, on learning straight away that the way to confidence is being authentic. Mm. Yeah, that's how we do it. And so imagine it wasn't about the corporate job. It wasn't about meeting prime minister. It was actually the training that life was giving me for what I'm doing today. Yeah. Part of it. So anyway, I did this job for quite a few years and then I met a man. So, you know, all these years away from family, from friends, it was really hard. I was alone in most time in these countries. You don't know anyone. Mm. You're totally alone. You're with two of the team members. Sometimes, you know, they're, 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 they're on totally different wavelengths or they want to do different things so sometimes my managers were like homosexual gay and they just want to do gay things which is cool I love I love you know I'm, I'm open to all everything but mm. sometimes they just want to do their thing yeah so you're on your own so I went through like a couple of years just being on my own in these foreign countries and all I did was go into nature mm. all I could do was go visit the waterfalls of Puerto Rico and it was I was in these magnificent magnificent places so wow. I really got to open up to that and that opened me up completely and then I met this man and I ended up going to New York City and um life changed one like 180 degrees he was New York City's biggest drug dealer wow. mm -hmm. and it's funny because when I met him I was watching the film Blow right. on repeat and I looked like Penelope Cruz <laughs> and he looks like Johnny Depp like honestly completely and when we first met in Puerto Rico like he's from Puerto Rico he's half Puerto Rican but New Yorker mm. born, and born and raised in New York and um, you know he never told me what he did mm. but we fell in love and he's like leave this job come to New York I'll look after you we'll do something cool together 
So I was like head over heels and like, okay. And I got there and I suddenly started to find out what was going on, but I was already so invested and in love with this man that that wasn't going to break me. It wasn't mm. going to break anything up. And I was a wild, I'm a wild one. So for <laughs> me, it was like, bring it on life experience. <laughs> and you know, the honest truth is I hadn't really, um, I have not been, I'd never been a drinker really in my whole life. And even drugs, like here and there in the UK, but I was never one of those serial, like go party, take drugs type of person. But the New York scene got me in there. Mm. It was night and day. Like I really went into the dark night of my soul. I went there, but it was beauty. It was beautiful because that that journey took me also towards the light. Mm. So as I started to really suffer from going so dark towards the dark, my soul was like really pushing me to also go to my light. Mm. So I wanted. I started to go to yoga. It's a yoga for the people, actually. It's called Yoga to the People. It's like donation-based yoga. And it was funny because I wasn't really into yoga, even though I'm from India and my mom's a, yo- a very big yoga teacher. My mom's been a yoga teacher for over 30 years. She's amazing. She's like, she used to be a gold gymnast too. So, wow. you know, it was actually too much in my face because she's so flexible that when I couldn't do it, she'd laugh at me. So she actually really put me off. But I started going to yoga. And every time I'd go to yoga, I had a question and my answer, the answer would come. Mm. And I would actually have a massive release. And I'd be like, wow, there's, there's something to this yoga. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's something going on in <laughs> yoga. Like, yoga's not just about postures. It's actually something quite special. And I started to read, like, all these spiritual books. Like, Eckhart Tolle, The New Earth. You know, um, just, lo- like, all the, all the Brian Weiss, like, past lives, regressional books. books yeah. All of those books started to... All these learning and books and teachings started to come to me at the same time. So... I was going through the experience of healing my pain, bringing it to the surface, because that's what the drugs and the sex and the rock and roll life was bringing all my childhood repression to the surface. And at the same time, the universe gave me all the tools that I needed to understand Mm. and help me. So it was a very fascinating time. Mm. Um, But yeah, just to fast forward, basically that broke up and I decided I wanted to become a yoga teacher. So I went to India and I, and I, and I uh, it broke up very badly. I went to India to heal and to become a yoga teacher. And I did it at Goa. I did my, teach, my yoga teacher training, 200 hours with Himalaya Yoga Institute. And I prayed the whole time that I was doing my yoga course that I would go back to New York. But I didn't know how because I was like, how am I going to sustain myself? And how will I go back? And what will I do there? And then the last day of my yoga course, when I went out to celebrate after a month of full training, and also going back to the basics, so I'd like, lived like a queen for a long time, you know, mm. lived in a corporate world, lived with this really rich man and always lived like high life. And then I'm living on the floor with cockroaches in India. So there's like a big healing happened yeah. there, like really got down to the earthy roots. Mm. Um, I met my ex-husband who was from New York City. Oh, okay. A big businessman from New York City. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to build you a yoga studio in New York City. Let's go back. And that's what happened. Oh, wow. I went back to New York. So you met him on the last night, last night of your yoga training. Yeah, his, he was traveling with his mom around India and he happened to be in Goa for two nights. Crazy. Two nights. And he met me on his last night wow. there. And basically asked me to marry him straight away. <laughs> so I met his mom in Jaipur a week later. We got engaged and I, um, I stayed in India. I stayed in India and didn't go back to um, go back to New York straight away, actually, because I, cause after my yoga course, for the first time in my life, I actually started to feel independent. And so it was quite an interesting fork in the road, a quite an interesting plot twist the universe had sent me. It was like, okay, you've just started to learn to become autonomous and do things on your own after being in a very codependent relationship with a man. Mm. And now here you are presented with 
husband. <laughs> and trust me, the pressure was on for my family. I was 28 at this time right, okay. to get married. You know, the whole get married, have kids. When are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? Mm. And here comes along a billionaire from New York City, handsome as hell, had the best orgasm of my life with him. <laughs> Seriously. No, but really, like... Never had an orgasm at the same time with a man, and here I had. And he's asked me to marry him and go open a yoga studio in New York City. What would you have done? <laughs> what would anyone have done? Tell me. You know, put an emerald on my, my yeah. finger for my engagement ring. It was like... Uh, so I remember that I told him I needed time to feel into it. So I went to the Osho ashram and did a whole week of Osho, Kundalini yoga, chakra meditation, you name it. And the last day, they'd opened this multimedia center, and they had the tarot out, and they said, okay, we're going to, let's do a tarot. They were closing it down, and they saw me, and said, let's do a tarot. I said, okay, please. I said, what's your question? I said, I've met this prince, king, and he's asked me to marry him, and yet, I just feel like I need to be free right now and enjoy life. And I had all these gorgeous men at the Osho Ashram mm. after me, and I was kind of like, and all these spiritually evolved men, you know. Yeah. I was like, oh, tantra was starting to come into my life. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I really need to get married at this point. But I said, this, for some reason, it's happening, right? Mm. It's like life is not, nothing's happening ever by accident. There's always a reason. I've called it in. Mm. I asked for it, actually. Mm. So I sat. I asked him, I said, smile's coming in my life. But yeah, I've become a yoga teacher and I've been offered some jobs and I don't know what to do. And he said, all right, pull, pull a card. So I looked at them and the Osho Tarot's very powerful. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever done yeah, it, but I it's so it, yeah. powerful. Right. If you ever get a chance, you can do it online, actually. Okay. So I pull one, existence. He's like, it's all existence. Existence is just letting, asking you to live life. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, enjoy it all. That's what totality is. It's like living every experience fully. No right or wrong, but just as an experience, because that's what spirit wants. Spirit's living through you for that reason on earth, mm. to experience it all, mm. to grow in richness, to evolve that way through life experience. So I went back to New York City in the, in the freezing cold, minus 15 snow. Oh we God. bought a house straight away, got married, and there I was. I was Mrs. Mrs. Young. Wow. Mrs. Isla Young, Mrs. Kavita at that time. Kavita Isla Young. And, you know, I was married to a billionaire rock star. He was literally a rock star. I was at Keith Richards' house every day, you know. I was wow. with all the top top supermodels, all the high high life, all J- Jay-Z, Beyonce. These were my people in my house every single day for the next year. Amazing. And um, I couldn't get a green card, so I, t- I had to leave the country. They told me I had to leave the country to get my green card in order to stay in the United States as a green, a green card citizen and married to Isla. So I said to him, I said, I'm leaving to go traveling around the world and teach yoga and do my thing. And he said, well, we're married now, so I'm coming with you then. And I said, Are you, uh, okay, <laughs> fine then. So we went traveling as man and wife, and all we did was fight and fight and want to kill each other and separate and fight. Because basically what happened was, because we were so sexually involved, obviously, as husband and wife, and something happens, like marriage is a, I don't really want to call it an institution, although it has become quite an institution. Like, if you marry really for love and for unity and for the highest spiritual reason, then I really believe that that's a blessing. But a lot of times we're marrying out of a practice, out of something that you do. Mm. It's like something that society does, something you do to be a great citizen, to be accepted as a normal person in this world. Like, oh, you're married, got kids, are you successful? Great, you've, you've passed that test now. 
And in my Indian culture, it's very much that. So once you're married, you're allowed to do what you want. So now sex is no longer a sin. It's no longer shameful. Wearing a short skirt's fine because you're married. You know, that's what happens. And psychologically, that's what happened to me. Mm. Psychologically, I was able to open up because I was married. So now having sex, it wasn't a sin. Mm. I was able to have an orgasm with my ex-husband. Why? Because it wasn't a sin. In my psyche, that's what I was now feeling safe, allowed to do. But having sex and opening up sexually also was bringing up all my childhood trauma everything that was stuck down there in my repressed sexuality was now being brought up to the surface and my ex-husband and I just didn't know how to handle it Mm. I was having the worst period pain I was having the worst menstruation every menstruation I was turning into a demon I was literally losing my shit like literally an energy was taking over me where I turned into a fiery crazy woman and I was going ballistically crazy and literally throwing stuff at my ex-husband like losing my shit and I I would watch myself be taken over by this entity mm. and I didn't know what was going on but oh, I thought I was mad I thought I was crazy he thought I was mad and crazy <laughs> even he didn't know how to hold it so every time my administration was about to come it was like we'd lose our shit and then and we were also doing a lot of coke and drugs it was not helping my feminine connection or my administration and then the rest of the month was fine but as soon as my administration came literally this wow like monster was taken over and anyway, we, you know, we did the civil marriage and then that was happening and, and we literally were like, right, we're getting divorced a million times. And then we'd planned this big Indian wedding with three, 400 people in Goa where we first met. And that was in November 11, 11, 11. Mm-hmm. So we had this big Indian wedding, four or five days, four or five nights. And my ex-husband continued to do drugs. And I was basically at this point just totally lost in like, like a lost all sense of everything. And... I, at the end of my five-day Indian Bollywood wedding, I left. I walked out. I gave the ring back. I gave everything back, and I wow. left. I said, I'm done. That was it. I told my mom and dad, I told everyone, I was like, I'm not living anyone's life anymore. I am done. Done, done, done. And I remember at the time, I was smoking five packets a day, doing loads of coke. I was 40 kilos, and I was completely and utterly fucked, basically, in my life. Although everyone was looking at me like, oh, my God, like, jealous of me almost, like, mm. married to billionaire, those gorgeous clothes, the biggest diamonds all over me, like, mm. yoga teacher, like, you know. On the outside, it seemed like I was doing amazing, but on the inside, I was completely gone. I was dead. I was lost. I was nothing. Mm. So my mum, who was born in the Osho Ashram, said, you need to go to the Osho Ashram. So I did. I went to the Osho Ashram, and I did a beautiful healing course called the path of love and it's two weeks in silence where we basically burn it all out mm. scream shout hit walls go mental let out everything tell all our stories hump the floor like it's very sexual it's all about releasing your anger it's basically releasing all your repression that you've had up until that day mm. and then sitting in silence to integrate and process right. and not allowed to really eat much it's mostly fasting and I sleep on the floor. It, it was a hardcore, like, two weeks. And after that, I came out, I was reborn. Like, I literally was reborn. And all I did from then onwards for the next couple of weeks was dance every single day. Dance for five, six hours a day. Wow. Five, six hours. I was actually even DJ. They have a big Buddha grove where 2,000 people dance in the morning and in the night. So that's what we were doing. Morning, night dancing, and then doing all the meditations, day-long, silent meditation. And then I started to lead a lot of these meditations and actually the DJing at the dances and stuff. They started getting really involved. But the time had come, like, I realized it was time for me to leave that life and I had to move on to my own journey. And I met at the Osho Ashram a guy who, who ended up being one of the world's biggest tantra teachers. 
And I, it's funny because I kept saying I need to learn Tantra and then he comes along. So be careful what you ask for because you can manifest anything you want. Like your, your, your voice is very powerful. And mm. if you ask from your heart and soul and your intuition, it's very powerful. And he basically trained me as a Dakini. Right. And a Dakini is a full Tantric master, a feminine Tantric master. So you do two years of body work. Um, well, I did it in a short because I did six months, not two years, but we did a fast track because mm. my Kundalini awoke with him very soon. And that's when, when that happens, it basically means you've opened the channel. And um, he did body work. He cleaned my cervix out. He helped me to clean my womb, do my cord cutting, helped me to learn about, like, energetics like sexual energetics like how to have full so body like orgasm energetic thing like cleaning your cervix cleaning your womb and stuff it's like energetically working with it yeah because every time you have sex with a man you basically are creating a cord with this man with everything to do with him and all his past lovers and all his DNA his history it's because especially because like sex and you know sexual energy so life force energy it's, 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 it's everything so once we connect those life force energies we are basically connected mm. so cleaning the womb up basically every time a man ejaculates inside of you too he leaves an imprint into your cervix and into mm. your womb so there are spots in you and every time you put bang a man bangs into you literally during sex if he bangs into you hard mm. and hits you like he's leaving a, a trauma in your cervix in your womb mm. so he literally goes in there and actually like heals it with the hand it's very painful right. but it releases so like a massage when you have a deep yeah, tissue yeah. massage and you're it's releasing like it. Yoni massage. Similar, but yoni massages are meant to be very soft and gentle. Oh, really? Yeah, right. they're meant to. So he trained me in all body work, mm. basically. Um, and I had a massive healing. And after that, it was like you, the universe took me on a massive tantric journey for the next six months. I trained in seven countries with seven masters all over the world in tantra. Wow. Uh, did um, ISTA, International School of Temple Arts, levels one to five. They actually wanted me to teach as a tantric master with them all over the world. But I didn't feel it was clean. And that's a lot of the problem in the tantric world. There's a lot of unhealed tantra going on in the world where men are just sleeping with women and calling it tantra. And there's a, there's a, just I just saw the dark side of the tantric world too and realized that I'd been brought on this journey to learn to master tantra, um, to remember. Because I'd always been very sensual, very tantric. I just didn't realize... I didn't understand the science behind it and that's what I needed to learn mm. and I needed to let go of any trauma I was holding on to and learn how to teach mm. and that's what I learned with 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 this and go into like the sh how to heal the shadow and so that was what my journey was with this tantra and then that brought me more into like motherhood and conscious birthing and feminine feminine like womanhood and all the feminine art so all of that's kind of linked in a way mm. you know it really is and that was another six months. I ended up in this tantric community. Like, you only can get there by boat. You get put there by boat on, in this Thai island where everybody was tantric, polyamorous, open. Mm. And I was just there for four months. Dancing, tantraing, learning everything you could learn about healing in your entire life in, like, three, four months. Like, here you go. Take it. Zap. Mm. It was almost like the universe was like, we need to fast track you. Mm. And after that, blasted open, heart wide open, yoni womb wide open, I'd had a massive download that it was time to become a mother. So we're talking like mid-2012 here. Right. So like, say like seven, eight months after, like, eight, yeah, nearly eight months after after getting leaving that marriage. Leaving marriage right, so yeah. that was all so fast. Wow. 2012, the year was all meant to shift, and it did for me. And I just got a calling, it's time to become a mother. And I had a little a little boy soul called Ocean that said, mom, I'm ready to come to you. Mm. It's time for you. And I'd done all my womb cleansing, so imagine, <laughs> uh, hello. 
And so I moved to Ibiza. I moved to Ibiza. Mm. And I lived on the east coast near the Ashram, the Ashram um, Cafe and my own little farmhouse. And all I was doing every day was yoga and swimming and eating healthy and just taking care of myself. I wasn't going back to the drug life or partying. I was really like conscious about what vibration I wanted to be in. And that, that world was trying to pull me back because a lot of friends were there at the time. Mm. But I was just... Every time I would even go out for one night, I realized it's not my vibration. Mm. I don't want to be part of this. People are just lost and unhappy and don't love themselves and that's why they're doing this and I, that's not who I am, I am anymore. I'm, mm. I'm not there. Mm. So were you working at that time or were you just like teaching yoga? Like that was your work? Um, so I was actually a private teacher for Lenny Kravitz in, oh, in Ibiza okay. right. and I was selling jewellery and I was doing private yoga classes. Mm. But I also, after getting, like when I got divorced, I had I had some, because me and my ex-husband bought a house together in New York City. Mm. So I'd bought it with him. So we'd still getting rent from that house. So I still had some savings on the side, but I was still also earning money from making jewellery and um, teaching yoga and, but not that much, but my lifestyle wasn't very expensive. Mm. Also, I was sort of very much living very simple mm. eating simple salads not going out not partying not really shopping and so that's how I sustained myself at that time um and I was charging a lot of money for private yoga mm. especially with Lenny I was getting good money <laughs> good money um and then um the one night I did go out I met my son's my, my son's father wow same night that's it I knew it I was like that's it and I met him I told him you're going to be the father of my child and a month later, we were traveling around America, America's West Coast, all the most sacred spots like Mount Chakra, uh, Mount Shasta, sorry, Mount Chakra. <laughs> it is the Mount of the Chakras. Mount Shasta, um, Arizona, Grand Canyon, um, Sedona, mm. uh, Yosemite. Like, I was oh just camping in all these high vortex places. I was just led there. And that's where my son's soul came down. Wow. He wanted to come down in one of the highest chakras in the world, Mount Shasta. That's why I got pregnant with Ocean. Wow. So I conceived him. And then, yeah, he was born in Ibiza, my son. Um, I was in labor for two weeks. Two weeks? My son's father and I had a very turbulent relationship too because my childhood trauma kept playing out in relationships and he hit me and my waters broke. He hit me in oh my, my womb, my stomach, and I moved to Ibiza two weeks before I was, like, kind of, two weeks before I, like, before I was about to hit my seventh month, I was very pregnant, I shouldn't have been moving so many boxes, so I was already weak, and then he hit me, and my waters broke, and I went into full labor, yeah, and I was two weeks in labor, and it... So how far along were you when that happened? Um, so I was now, at that point, like, seven and a half weeks. Right. And I ended up going into emergency C-section at eight weeks with Ocean because two weeks after, like, there was no amniotic fluid left. Ocean was one kilo, 800 grams. Mm. And he was breached and he had the umbilical cord wrapped all around him. And I had 10 doulas working with me and all the doulas gave up in the end. They all got actually, they all went into fear. I was the only one who didn't go into fear still. I was actually still birthing at home, even after two weeks, but I just had no energy left. Like, I was mm. done. Mm. And I recognized that even though I had led... By that point, like 30 sisters of mine, 30 sisters into conscious birthing and natural birthing actually not doulaed them, but actually like led them on that path and taught them because I'd already trained in Thailand at that place. And here I was having a C-section in the hospital. And I learned a very big lesson through that, which is about surrender and trusting life. And in fact, my birth was actually so magical that it was in the hospital because Ocean would have survived if he'd been born at home. Mm. He would have died. And he also, I also was totally alone and I needed 
the nurses. I needed people around me to support me in his first few days, to how to feed him, how to change him, how to do everything. So, you know, the lesson always is to stop making things spiritual and non-spiritual. Stop making things good and bad, right and wrong. Mm. Start to learn that everything is spiritual and everything is magical. It's, how, it's, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. Mm. Even, the, even, even a C-section can be the most enlightening spiritual experience. It was for me at least. And um, I'm grateful to the, that hospital, those nurses and... Everyone who hit sister bringing Ocean down, and if anyone who knows Ocean, if you go to my Instagram, Aquan Ocean, you'll see Ocean and you'll understand. Like, you know, he's a little, he's a very bright star child born on this earth right now, and I'm very grateful for him and all the lessons he's taught me. And been tra- I've traveled in over 100 countries with Ocean now in the last wow. five years. We've traveled all over the world. Mm. And I, I took all my dance experience, all my tantra experience, all my life experiences, all my shadow healing experiences and I birthed sacred orgasmic dance and mm. everything I do today. And that's what I do. I, I travel the world. I teach workshops, retreats, online courses, and generally just show people how to become empowered and heal their childhood trauma and face their shadows and their fears and step up into their full purpose. Amazing. That's what I do. Amazing. <laughs> that's the best thing. So how has that been? I mean, wow, traveling to 100 countries with ocean I can't even imagine like being a mother like how that has been so what has been the the biggest um the biggest blessings and the biggest lessons that have come from from all of that travel as a mother ah well you first of all I mean traveling as a woman alone all over the world you learn to surrender you learn to let go you learn to trust I think for me if I have to make it very personal I have I feel like I'm indestructible today Mm. I'm totally indestructible because I have faced every single thing you could imagine traveling traveling alone is one thing traveling with a baby from the age of six months old like breastfeeding him alone with all your suitcases and stuff in all foreign countries it's basically like yeah you become indestructible you learn that there is a higher force that is guiding you you learn that there's a higher force that's got your back you learn to use your intuition Mm. in in a million percent you you learn to adapt to every situation mm. whether it's sleeping and camping you learn to let you learn to let your child be free like ocean's been naked most of his life i've totally not badgered or mothered him he's so independent at six years old now because he's just learned to be free and i've not overly protected him always i've let him roll around in sandy beaches go off with surfers and do his thing and it's been a magical journey for us both. I mean, it is. It's nothing less than magic. I've, people do look at me in the ocean and say, God, you guys are like unicorns. But that's because like, we've trained ourselves. We become unicorns. We've put ourselves in the craziest situations. We've, we've, we've experienced things that most people experience only on mushrooms and acid. And we've just lived them <laughs> because we've been traveling in like, you know. I've learned to also have strong boundaries and learn to say no mm. and protect my energy of me and my child you know you meet that hundreds of thousands of people when you travel and um you learn I've learned a lot about this world mm. I've learned that home is not a place it's inside of me that it's a feeling it's a state it's a state of being and now I could be anywhere doing anything and I feel at home feel one with the universe and that's what home is to me today and yeah just like life is to be lived and to experience and in, to be enjoyed I, I don't we were all we were all made to flow to enjoy life in its fullness and richness and I feel that too many people are too static Mm. and that 
actually inhibits their growth and their, their expansion into who they truly are mm. because they don't allow themselves to be the fullness of everything. Mm. So, yeah, travel more, enjoy. Like, life is now. Like, life, life is here and now, you know. There's, there's too many people who have too many fears and worry about tomorrow and money and all these, like, self-limiting beliefs. And it's like, you've got to, at some point, let go. Like, I started to earn so much money traveling, like, by traveling, by living my passion and showing up and got job offers everywhere, yoga studios asking me to teach everywhere. It just happened. Mm. Because the more I opened my heart and trusted, the more life opened up to me mm. and now today I'm living a multi-million dollar life like from that because life is literally bringing everything to me and it's not about the money it's about the experience people always say how do you travel how do you make money and I'm like you learn to live life in a different way right you're not paying a mortgage you're not paying your insurance you're not paying medical bills you're not paying your debts you're not paying you're not do. you're not living that life anymore mm. you're traveling you're eating here and there your life it's a whole different lifestyle mm. And you can only understand it and live it once you actually open up to living it. Mm. And, and, and on your travels, have you met many other people who are living like you do? Oh, many, 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 mm. many, 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 many. Let's say, I would say like, I'd say 50% of people who are living like still studenty and backpackery and then 50% of people who are living like like myself or even next level and mm. inspiring me like showing me how they're really doing it yeah. like they've let go of everything mm. like I still had some storage stuff here and there still like but I have a child don't forget and mm. you know some people are just completely living out of a suitcase all year round and that's it like they're 100% living the the no foot the no foot steps trace life whatever mm. it's called and like no no possessions yeah. and that's what I'm working up to now I'm letting go of most of my possessions and wanting to live a full no possession life of just total freedom I want to I what what happens when you start traveling like in I mean I told you over 100 countries that you just start to realize that mother nature is everything mm. it's all you need mm. if every day you can get get into the sun sit with mother nature connect with community eat fresh food do what you love which may be yoga which may be dance painting and just really connect with all that is you just don't need anything else in life mm. honestly nothing else matters mm. anymore yeah and it is all about changing vibrations and for me like there's nothing else that I want in my life anymore mm. I love don't get me don't get me wrong I love my I love my dresses I love my clothes I love I love the luxury of the modern life don't mm. get me wrong and I love to come back to that once in a while and indulge in that but I know what makes me happy today and that's sitting in a waterfall naked eating fruit <laughs> as you know you're a sister of my soul but how, yeah how do you find um because you're moving around so much how do you find the level of self-care like you kind of do you have like a daily practice or daily ritual that no matter where you are in the world you always have that to come back to or do you find that it just sort of changes from place to place hmm great question my my biggest self care routine or or let's say daily self love is is taking it slow. Mm. That's it. The minute you slow down in your life, you're already saying that I'm enough. Mm. I'm complete, and there's no bigger energetic signal to your body and to your being than that. Mm. Of there's no more rushing around. There's no more. I need to go do this, and I need to go because that's all. Like I need to like. Uh, you know, and the, that's the, that's the disease of the matrix and of the world right now, and that's actually just a huge hole of not being enough. Mm. Sometimes I miss that meal, I miss that friend, I miss that event. It's okay. 
doesn't really matter. It's not going to change anything in my life. Because mm. everything that I, ha- I need and want, and it's all here inside of me right now. Mm. And that's been the biggest learning that I've gone through. And that's actually what has stepped me up into full priestess energy. It's the really, it is, it's the vibration of just being enough and being happy with isness. Mm. And, um, on a more, and, and then and then when I forget that, or when I do go into speed, because it's not always like that. But when I, that, I'd say that's eighty percent of my life today, though. I'd be honest with you. Um, you know, that's why I couldn't rush the other day, even to the the, the dance that you know where we couldn't because because literally my being needed to slow down. Yeah, and I had to honor that, and that was more important to me than than just like having to be somewhere all the time. And um, you know, I every single day I take my time to shower to get ready, to prepare my food. Mm. Like I'm not rushing out. If I have to rush, I still I'm like, take a deep breath. If I have to be late, I have to be late. Eating healthy for me is self-love every day. That's part of my self-care every single day. I like to do my beautiful regimes. I love to oil myself every day with lovely like essential oils and my coconut oil, um, especially because I live in the tropics. Mm. You know, I love to, I love to anoint. I love to, I basically now have a regime which is like, like anoint and love myself as a priestess. Because to to really step up in your life and to embody the goddess, the god energy, spirit energy, which is of Egyptian queens and kings, like let's be honest, um, you have, it, it starts with you practicing those rituals every day. Yeah, it's the way you brush your teeth. It's the way you comb your hair. It's the, it's the energy that you give to everything you do. And yeah, from, making like everything a ritual. Everything, mm. be, everything becomes a ritual. In my new online course, Abundance, that's what I'm showing everyone. It's mm. like making everything ritual. Once you bring that quality of of love and that high vibrational energy of devotion, mm. and you literally start treating yourself with that much love. Well, that's all that's gonna that's all that's gonna shine back out of you because that's what you're putting into you. Mm. If I get up every day and smoke cigarettes and take drugs and eat like donuts and whatever, which once upon a time I did, well yeah, that's my energy that I emit to others. Like I walk around now and I literally feel golden light coming out of me because that's how I'm adorning myself and loving myself, you know? So even on the road traveling, I've always taken the time for massages. I've always taken the time to, well, I always stop at fruit stores and get coconuts in me. I don't care. Mm. Where, even in Peru, where there's no coconuts, I'm finding coconuts <laughs> or some sort of, you know, and um, I'm just taking time every single day to connect in nature and and meditate mm. whether that be just a walk in nature it doesn't have to be sitting in actual like meditation sitting but just even just walking through nature or you know making time for a bit of stretching in the morning some dance um they're all the different things that i that i incorporate mm. like spe- traveling traveling is hard because you to find healthy food is not always easy yeah um but just i always just say do, as long as you do it with love mm. As long as you do it with love, even if you have to have those chips with love, just do it with love, <laughs> yeah. and 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 yeah, and just treat yourself well. Mm. And what have you found to be the most challenging things about that lifestyle? Not always having accommodation. Right. Sometimes I've slept in the car with my child so many times really? in Bali. There's nights where I changed hotels every single night. Really. You know. Um, carrying your stuff around with you everywhere mm-hmm. can get annoying and boring and sometimes you're too attached to your tools or your things and you know I collected so many crystals and shamanic tools living in Peru Mexico and places and just yeah not not always having a base can also feel make you feel unstable sometimes and not not being able to create 
Mm. that you want to create just feeling unsettled sometimes it can be so tiring on the body energetically Mm. really can I mean I had nights where I'm changing hotels every single night just because there's no accommodation where they can keep you through it's not like I wanted to Mm. but like literally like the places are booked up where you are like you know so you're sleeping on horrible beds and the energy is not always nice in rooms you're sleeping sometimes in places where the energy around you and the people around you are not really at your vibration but again I've learned now that just taught me to adapt and to love all. Mm. You can't expect to be a being of light where you just love the light. If you can't face shadow and you can't stand in. And I learned that I was always, I've recognized that I was that torch in that shadow. So if I stayed in hostels where all the guys were like smoking and drinking and at first I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to bring my child in this environment. Well, actually I've come to show up as a goddess to to be a reflection to them. Mm. And I have done it so many times. They've come up to me and gone, just seeing you and your son and the love you have is and what you're doing is has changed my life. Mm. It's like, you know, and it's been, and I've had many, many people say these kind of things to me. So I recognize that's been part of my shamanic journey as a teacher, as a guide, as a light. So I've owned it now and I've been grateful for all the lessons. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's been hard when you miss flights or you need, like, like I'll give you an example. I'd, I've not vaccinated my son. I never will. I'm totally standing up for anti-vaccination in the world get a lot of shit for it but I don't care I'm going to still continue to stand up for it as a warrior of health and truth and and for all our future new earth kids and you know I was I had tickets to go from Peru to Costa Rica Costa Rica to um, Hong Kong Hong Kong to Bali so it was like $4,000 flights each for me and my son mm. and I realised at the airport no just before getting to the airport that I needed vac- yellow fever vaccinations to get into Costa Rica they, without a certificate they weren't going to let me and my son in so I was going to lose $4,000 of wow. tickets and not be able to go back to Bali and I had I was going to come here to film a, a film so it was like so you know life puts you on these travels in these challenges mm. and, and crossing borders can be challenges you need to do all sorts of like different things that go against what is because like you know that's what you learn traveling around the world like there's a lot of darkness penetrating the world right now and when you're in your light and your truth you're going to be tested mm. And I was multiple times, like going into the United States, like I've stood up towards, against authorities and people so many times, said no, like where people don't say no. I've been a warrior of the light and so many, and I've been rewarded. So what do you do when you've got to have vaccinations? I'm like, no way. And they sell fake vac- vaccination certificates outside the airport in Peru for like $200 each. But I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it that way. That also goes against my truth. So I walked into that. There's a hospital in the Peru airport. Imagine this. Like, <laughs> you create your reality. And I obviously created a hospital. So I went up to the, the head nurse and I'm like, look, we've been vaccinated, but um, I've lost my certificates and I need to get new ones. And mm. she's looking, she's like, where did, you get, where did you get vaccinated? So I show her some random hole. She's like... <laughs> that doesn't look like a yellow fever vaccination. I'm like, well, it must have healed. When did you have it done? Two years ago. And I said, and, and my sons, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you, if you, and then I'm like turning it, turning it the other way around, like mm. standing in the light. I'm like, if you vaccinate me and my son again, we will get really ill because it's double vaccination. I'm like, so we can't. And I said, and I'm going to miss my flight. So at first she's like, I can't do anything if I don't have proof. And in that moment, it was a deep surrender. Mm. Instead of getting worried, most people would get anxious, like, oh my God, Mm. it was a deep surrender. And I was like, it just went blank for a moment. Everything went blank, everything went silent, and everything went peaceful. And I was like, I'm doing everything for you, universe, so you're just going to have to show up for me right now. Otherwise, how can I serve you? 
And literally, I got up to walk out of the office and she stopped. She goes, vale, 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 okay. Like, it means okay in Spanish. Mm. She's like, she points to her assistant and she went, give them two um, copy certificates. And gives us two wow. copy certificates and we like walk up. And what was amazing was so many people were like laughing at me because I'd been putting out on the internet like help. Can anyone help me? Does anyone have a doctor? I can pay them to do mm. it. Like, I don't know, like... You know, and, and so many people are like, you're never going to do it. You're never, ever going to do it. And I have always been one of those people in my whole life that if someone tells me that I'm not going to do it, <laughs> yeah. you tell a double Leo <laughs> powerhouse woman that she's not going to do it, she's going to show you how she's going to do it. <laughs> and she's not going to just do it. She's going to do it like magically and show you. <laughs> so basically that's what happened. That's how I showed up. And that's basically like, yeah, my whole life is that it's, It's always showing up for the universe and the universe shows up for you. Mm, nice. Yeah. Wow, powerful. So what have you got coming up kind of in the future? So I know you're working on, and you've kind of mentioned about your online course and stuff, but can you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, so basically I'm kind of like yourself, coming out. Yeah. We're fully coming out. The goddesses and the priestesses are yeah. fully standing up. We've been we've been mums for so long now because mm -hmm. Malachi is, was, well, yeah. the story with Malachi too, I mean, we were very close when Malachi and Ocean came through. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, motherhood's been a big journey for us both. And mm -hmm. now I think we've both seen that our sons are now becoming more independent. So we can now step up into our yeah, purpose as, 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 as individuals a little bit more. So yeah, I'm building Sacred Orgasmic Living Academy. I already had a course come out last year called Shaman that was a full like priestess training and now that's not an offer anymore um now I've created a new online offering called abundance I'm ready mm. so my website is abundance I'm ready and it's a four-week course and mentorship that basically um helps you to step up into your full power into your full purpose your full passion we heal childhood trauma sexual trauma and face all our shadow and Actually, the program is based along the five elements too. Wow. So I'm also healing all those five elements within you and around you, showing you ritual, how to connect to all that is, the whole universe as you do this work. It's really powerful course. So that's already released and that was available online to go buy. There are three different packages. I'm also soon launching my own online course, aquazinaheart.com, which mm. is under my name. And there I will be um, just offering like one-to-one -one mentorships and full ma like masterminds and online webinars. Um, again, around empowerment, like dream life coaching and a lot of women's stuff. So I'm really going now into the whole priestess and women's um, temple trainings mm. um a lot of downloads of isis coming through me right now i'm actually going to egypt very soon to go connect more with those energies and codes so that's what i want to do is like really help women heal the feminine wound and step up more into like the menstruation magic and just the power of the goddess mm. basically um and sacred orgasmic dance um is my other website and that is a ceremony prayer performance that i do all around the world so i teach sacred orgasmic dance workshops all over the world um and retreats too um, the retreats combine everything though not just sacred orgasmic dance we do all the women's work we do the empowerment work the coaching um So that's basically everything I'm doing right now. Festivals, all sorts, you name it. It's so all much. coming at me quite intensely. And I also have an empowering and healing um, clothing and jewelry line. Mm. So I make these um, aqua freedom dresses. These dresses were 
created in, to help women to heal their body issues, actually. Mm. So they're designed for women to not wear any underwear underneath and be open to the elements. Mm. It's called Nomad Shamanica. Nice. Again, it's on Instagram. So yeah, that's everything that I am bringing down right now. So much. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Full power. And so speaking about that kind of body image, have you always felt like you've been quite confident about your body or is that something that's evolved through tantra, through dance? Like what have been the key things in in that journey for you? Yeah, I mean, that is actually my journey. Right, okay. I had huge trauma growing up. Mm -hmm. Like when I first had my my menstruation, my first bleeding, my mom basically was like, oh my God, now you're a woman. And she basically created so much trauma and sin and hatred in me that my first bleeding was at the age of 11 and then I didn't bleed till I was 17 again wow. so for six years my bleeding stopped completely oh my, my blood just couldn't come through and I was a dancer so my womb was still like you know fully intact with my shakti life force energy but my, my, my body was too scared to let me bleed because it was just a sin and I was a sin like I was born like bootylicious with big boobs you know hips small waist like very curvy Latina I'm, like, I'm Latina and Indian so you know very curvy and very feminine and like my parents just I was a big sin like everything sexual was repressed and so I was brought up with I had so much trauma so many eating disorders I would go really skinny like starve myself and then I was like anorexic and then I'd have then I'd get go from that extreme to really like chubby by overeating like everything in my sight like croissants chocolates and my mom would be like you're too fat now you're too thin now then I'd go work at the gym from like I, it was all over the place like it was really traumatized distorted like really unhealthy I couldn't be naked I could not be naked it wasn't allowed in my house like so I even couldn't have like even sexually I had a lot of pain mm. I couldn't feel any pleasure I was like completely closed like that's why when I met my ex-husband and had my first proper orgasm and orgasm with him that was when the sexual healing started right. now if you go onto my Instagram which is aqua and ocean or sacred orgasmic dance I mean I'm naked in all my photos <laughs> I'm in waterfalls naked and the, tr the, the sacred orgasmic dance, and the, which is Tantra itself, and all the sacred sexuality and Tantra that I've learned and now teach has been my biggest healing path mm. to let go of my not feeling good enough. Like, my parents were also very abusive growing up. Like, they, they, they whacked me, abused me, swore at me all the time. God bless them. God bless them. They were brought up in violent environments, so I don't want to blame them anymore. I've healed my wounds with them, I think, I hope. But I just had a lot. I just basically hated myself. I was just unworthy. I was just not good enough. I was just a piece of shit, basically. Mm. And my body was a sin. My sexuality was wrong. Everything about me was wrong. So, of course, you know, I attracted... That's what it was, and that's how I treated myself. And I couldn't look in the mirror. I wore way too much makeup. I could never not be without makeup. I... You know, I, 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 I fed that lack with men, sex, food, jewelry, clothing, bought way too much stuff all the time and mm. basically just try to, you know, fill those holes with everything that you can, which is distraction, drugs, mm. sex, you know, what everyone, what everyone in the world is filling themselves up with now. Mm. All those distractions were basically my distractions. But yeah, once my son was born and I realized... Well, my son changed everything for me, actually. Yeah. he Apart from the dance and the tantra, he, Ocean was my biggest guru to healing. He reminded me of how innocent and pure and beautiful I was and how important it was to eat healthy for him mm. and how to be in nature for him. So, yeah, he's basically been my guy. So, tantra, dance, and ocean, my son. <laughs> nice. <laughs> him being the biggest one. 
Amazing. And what's your relationship to the masculine been like? I know that you've talked a bit about different relationships and stuff, and now obviously you've got sons. So how has that developed? Yeah. Um, I, 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 the men, for men, I've basically become this priestess image now. <laughs> so men no longer come at me with this sexual desire. I mean, it's not, it's not that it's not there, but men actually come with a lot of respect towards me because they really, they really see me as a goddess and a mother, which mm. is so beautiful. And that's because I have stepped up into that energy and I come towards men with that energy now. Mm. And now my own energy towards men is more coming as a sister Right. And as a um, fellow human, as opposed to look at me, be sexually attracted to me, mm. be enticed into my sexual energy. <laughs> you know, you want me. <laughs> look at me. Here's a flick. Now it's like the almost like men come up to me and they go, "It's crazy because like I first see you and I'm so attracted to you and your body and your sexual energy, and but then there's just something else about you that just." makes me want to hug you and love you and <laughs> it's just so beautiful and mm. and I I love men mm. I'm really actually after the women's temple online that I'm creating I'm actually going to do a men's sexual empowerment course and my mission on earth is to help men heal their sexual sexual problems their mm. sexual um just imbalance, imbalances. You know, men men are so demasculated in the world today. Mm. Men weren't brought up by queens. They didn't know how to respect women. They weren't. They don't know about the women's cycle. They don't know how to respect Mother Earth, and they don't know how to love themselves. And they can't. And they're the ones we need to hold the space for the feminine, basically. So, I um, yeah, I've been celibate for like nearly three years now. Um, apart from a little relationship I had just recently that was um, very deep, very fast, but not long. Um, and I'm just really, you know, being a single mother and a single father to Ocean has really made me, forced me, helped me to step up into my divine masculine. Mm. So I've really become whole within myself and embodied my own masculine warrior. And I am, I mean, you know me, you see me, I'm mm. the full feminine, the full masculine. And I love that. I love being, that's what I'm here to also promote through sacred orgasmic living. Like that's what orgasmic is. It's being one, it's mm. being full. And we are all yin and yang, day and night, black and white. And only, we can only have fulfilling, lasting, non-toxic, happy, satisfying, harmonious relationships when we become whole within ourselves and no longer are codependent on the other sex in any other way, whether it be subtle or or conscious or unconscious. And for me, I'm starting to attract in men who are whole and who are able to meet me, um, but not fully still yet. And that's why I'm holding out because I'm like, you know, I don't need to be in a relationship unless I'm fully matched mm. financially, sexually, emotionally, um, physically, spiritually, in every way. Mm. And I'm fulfilled and happy. And you know, does that not mean I'm not calling in a man? Yeah, I'm not calling in a man. I'm I'm not calling in anything actually. I'm I'm good. But um at some point if some beautiful man, Aquaman, if you're out there, um, <laughs> I'm Aqua and you are my Aquaman, literally if you're out there, then my address in Bali is um but yeah, if if that if that man who um, you know, who I'm meant to be with, destined to be with um as a life partner actually to, to, to bring change and light to this world is, is getting ready for me, is ready for me, then I'm, I'm, I'm open. Mm. I'm open to receiving him when I'm ready, when he's ready, when it's divine timing. Mm. But otherwise, 
Hello world, hello nature, hello sisters, hello vegan ice cream, hello tantric massages, hello my puppy, hello my son, hello everything, hello juicy life. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So one final kind of thing to ask is if what advice would you give? So kind of key points that you would give to somebody who's listening to this for if they're feeling like they're not tapping into the juiciness of life, their orgasmic life. They're just sat at home and feeling like they want to do something different and they're inspired by you. What would you say is like key things that they can do? First key thing is you just go and do my course. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> like that's everything that I teach in like everything I've spoken to you about in this whole beautiful podcast is just basically an accumulation and a building up of all of that and put into an accessible, easy course for everyone to do and affordable. And it will help you to expand. And I'll put all the links yeah, to everything so sweet, in the notes and I will promote it when that's I so promote sweet. it so everyone's got access to it. But like really, yeah, I mean, you know, apart from like the real reason I'm doing that is for that. Is yeah. That's why I've created this offering and it's not really about me. It's what's downloaded through me and it's that's what I'm trying to do is get people to live an expansive, abundant orgasmic life because you are worthy if you're not living a life that's orgasmic and juicy where you love your body where you've got a, a bank account that's supporting your dreams that you know your health's not up to date your relationships are not what you want them to be you're just I mean all areas of your life even a couple areas of your life if they're not where they're at it's just because there's there's something in your vibration that needs to be tweaked there's nothing wrong with you there's just some limiting belief that needs to be rewired Mm. and that's what I do I help people to rewire them because I've rewired them and I've understood the secret and it's not just mental it's energetic so it's moving that through your body Mm. sometimes it's like you know it's lots of different things and that's what the course is showing but if you don't do the course, and not, you don't have to do the course, of course, but otherwise I would just say to you, you know, start to um, look in the mirror and love yourself more. Start doing more daily affirmation. Start taking care of your body, exercising more, eating healthier, um, you know, trying to cut out all the toxic substances, cigarettes, drugs, meat, alcohol, the things you know that are not good for you. Try to drink lots of coconuts if you can get them. <laughs> or come to Bali and I'll get you a coconut. <laughs> have fun. Enjoy yourself more. Take Slow down. You can only, like, even with an orgasm, who's had an orgasm here? Let's put your hands up. How do you have an orgasm? You slow down. You don't have an orgasm by speeding up. You slow down. You start feeling more. Enjoy life more. Do what you love more. If you love making jewelry, do that more. If you love painting, paint more. If you love cooking, cook more. Take time for you. Do what you love. Because the more you do what you love, that sets your soul and heart on fire. The more joy you'll feel. And that's what orgasmic means. I'm not promoting orgasmic as in sexual orgasmic. I'm meaning like when your body feels, when you feel alive, Mm. you're tapped in, tuned in, turned on. That's when you're you're magnetic, and then everything you ever wished for will come to you. Yeah. Then you don't even another paradox is you don't you don't even need need it or want it it. (laughs) because you're just like I'm just so good anyway. And then you're just like yeah, but I still need to give you this because you asked for it now, and now I've got to give it to you because you've matched it in vibration. So here you go, and it's like wow, thank you. Thank you and thank you. And that's what I want to end that question with is mm-hmm. the fastest way to happiness, joy, and orgasm is gratitude. Amazing. The more you're grateful for everything in your life, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything, the more peace, the more passion, the more power, and the more prosperity you'll invite in. So thank you. Amazing. Thank you. And thank, thank you so much, sister. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you. you. I'm sure people got so much from that. So thank you. Thank you. So much. I love you. I love you. Love you, Gina. 
So that was my conversation with Aqua and wow, what a journey she has been on. I feel like she's lived 20 different people's lives in one. She's just had a wild and amazing life, very colourful, I'm sure she would say. And yeah, it was really, really nice to chat to her. I'm so grateful to have her on the podcast and I'm grateful to you for listening. So if you want to get in touch with Aqua at all, then you can follow her on Instagram. Her Instagram is at Aqua and Ocean. And her websites are sacredorgasmicdance.com and abundanceiamready.com. So you can find all of her courses, her retreats, her workshops, all the events that she's doing. And you can follow her journey to wherever she goes next. Because I'm sure it will be somewhere colourful and exotic and with plenty of coconuts. So yeah, I'm really glad that you were listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast, then please do share, like, subscribe comments get in touch with me on instagram i am at this is womanhood and i would love your feedback so thank you and i'll see you on the next one